All right, back live. JB is over. Van U.S. Open of Surfing is started in Huntington, but let's uh, check in. Uh, kind of wrap up with JB. Um, yeah, uh, Gabriel Medina did it. Not only did he did it, he had a nineteen point five. That's his final score against Italo. Nice to see Italo kind of back in it again. Um, second half of the year, Medina does it. It's what he does. Um, you know, he's a second half of your guy. I think he's always just like, just taking it easy, staying consistent, and then boom, second half of the year kicks in, he's on. Um, but it's tight. It's getting tight now, the standings. Um, yeah, we're, uh, John John's out. So that's got to, you know, help everybody else out technically because he would just destroy it i think he had such a lead he would still be in first and i think it would have been hard to beat john john if he didn't have his injury unfortunately for john john i'm sad to see him you know have to leave this year due to injuries but um you know he, he's he, he he's got himself locked in for next year for sure he's got enough points that he can come back and hopefully be 100 percent healed uh Chloe and Dino's in first um barely he's like 600 points ahead of Flip Toledo um this is the first time I want to say in 26 years I just read that a, a California surfer has had the lead uh I mean wearing the yellow jersey um so it, it's been a while since we've seen a California surfer uh, in the lead so that's exciting um you know I kind of want to you know, Kanemi Garashi, they say Japan, but the guy lived in Huntington for a while, but he, he's not in first, but it's nice to see some other Cal, uh, California surfers in the top 10. Um, Slater is still hanging there in eighth. Um, yeah, Jordy, I think he, you know, he, sometimes home turf doesn't always mean you're going to win, but, you know, he's still in six. But yeah, it's a little back up, moved up two, I think he moved up two spots. Um, so. Yeah, we'll see. I think moving into Chopu, uh, the next event, um, we'll see how that goes. I mean, Medina, that's, his, that's definitely somewhere he will do well. Um, he's done well there. Slater, I think, will do well there as well, as long as the conditions are good. Um, surprised he didn't do better in J-Bay, but, you know, it's, he's still in eighth place. I don't know if he's – if he needs to get a first place. I think he needs, he needs two first place wins to make this happen. And Colohan Dino – it's been done before. McFanning did it a few years back. Won a world title that actually win an event. Uh, could happen, but if he, he he's not gonna, it's gonna be tough because there's enough guys who has first place wins, and if any of those guys get another first place win, they'll they'll they'll, they'll surpass him in points. Um, so even if he continues getting second places, I think he'll need to get a, a first place. Um, but yeah, no, it's tight. I think we're at the top nine people well definitely the top five six seven top seven is pretty close um eighth and ninth they were a little bit further back but then once you went to the 10th place it, they were kind of i think almost as they far enough out to where they'd have a hard time making it into the first place unless there were some injuries or some sorts anyways but yeah so jb is over that was exciting um the vans us open my bad I swore it started um, yesterday, but no, it's not starting till tomorrow. Um, that is really not 
professional in me. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, so they had the trials. And then, um, yeah. So am I going to check it out? I think I may. Maybe I'll drive down tomorrow and have a look. Um, yeah. You got a lot, of, a lot of the pros are in town. It's exciting. Kanemigi Rashi to some turf. Um, Connor Coffin, Griffin Colpatino, Colpinto, sorry. Um, and Chloe, you know, those are definitely some guys that um, I think are going to, you know, do well. I'm not, you know, I don't really pay attention too much to the QS, you know, just because it's, there's just so many events and it's almost like seeing some of the guys who are pro surf the QS. I think it takes away from some of the guys that, um, I think even in the top 10, you shouldn't be allowed because it takes away from the guys that are really working hard trying to get onto the tour and taking away the possibility of those guys getting points to get onto the tour. Maybe it's a strategic move, keep those guys from making the tour, keep your spot. But if you're in the top 10, you have your spot. I think if you're below the top 10, if we're halfway through the year, you could easily fall out and not requalify. So this is your chance to you know keep those QS points high um, just in case you, you know, you know, surf a few of these events and, uh, you do well, uh, anyways, um, but you know, it is what it is. It, I think it's, I think this event's more about just really, you know, it, it's kind of a, I don't want to say what's the right word. It's a classic event. It's one of those events like, you know, like sunset and Hollywood. It's like, you know, it's, you want to see everybody surfing. You want to see what everybody can do in these conditions. And it's fun. A lot of hometown heroes. And it's nice to have one on um, the California soil, U.S. soil as well. So, um, yeah, so that's what's happening right now. Um, water temperatures are up here in California. It's nice. Went swimming in Manhattan Beach the other day. Really enjoyed that. Um, and then what else? What else? Really need to get a surf trip in. Yeah, it's really a bummer that uh, – had to squeeze one in in a while and love to love to get some nice barrels you know it's um my first time being down in southern california um for a full summer so i'm kind of seeing the cycle and seeing how how the waves come here there's a piece of swell which is nice uh, nothing really to write home about yet um i'm sure over the next you know a few weeks month we start getting some of those uh, cyclones coming up in mexico um probably see some uh some more solid swell and uh, it's nice actually getting out in some warmer water instead of wearing a 5-4 in the middle of summer up in San Francisco. Uh, but, you know, there's something to be said about surfing cold water, too. It's, it makes you a little tougher. Uh, yeah. Um, so, I think that, you know, for me, I'm, I'm really pumped about Chopu and uh, really excited to see Slater surf Chopu again. And... Um, Really, just I mean, it's always one of my favorite events to watch. It's such a heavy, gnarly wave. Uh, speaking of slabs, there was a recent Instagram post about the slab in Brazil. It looked insane. I don't know where it's at. I'm assuming it was somewhere like in southern Brazil, um, only because they, they looked like they were wearing wetsuits, so the water was obviously a little colder. Um, but yeah, heavy looking, just like, God. It's hard to even explain how that wave was. It was like, there was... I mean, you, you see Chopu just a thick lip. This thing was just, like, even thicker. And just, uh, it was, but it wasn't, the thing with Chopu, it's perfect. Like, you, you feel like it's, it's this perfect ho hollow cylinder. A lot of slabs, it can be kind of weird, chunky, and wonky, like ship sterns. You know, you have this, like, weird, like, boil up that shows up in the middle of it, you know. So, um, yeah. 
Um, yeah, sorry, I just got a text. I'll read that later. <laughs> uh, and uh, let's pause right here for one second. All right, sorry about that. Um, just distracted, just a buddy of mine trying to meet for a surf tomorrow. We've been trying to coordinate for a couple of days now, so. Um, yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, man, it's, it's, uh, I have to live in somewhere so cold for a while. It's, it's nice to be in the heat again and feeling alive. Um, but it's hot. I forget how hot it gets when you live somewhere hot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, I really shouldn't whine about it. This is, this is what I want. Um, anyways, it's, uh, this is an exciting time. This is a really exciting time to, uh, be alive and be part of, uh, just being able to access the surfing and the way I can now, man, I was thinking about this a lot, uh, past couple of days about the nineties when I was, you know, growing up, just getting the surfing and just having VHS tapes to watch surf videos. And they were hard to come by honestly. Cause, um, where I lived in Florida, I wasn't on the coast. Um, didn't have the internet just to go online and order something. So, you know, to get those like Taylor Still movies, Lost movies you know, that uh, really inspired me and really opened my eyes to, you know, good music, like p the punk rock scene from the 90s and uh, really get inspired by that surf movement. Um, that was part of the momentum generation as well. And then, uh, you know, guys like uh, the Lost movies, like, you know, guys like Chris Ward and the Lopez Brothers too. Um, anyways, to get get a hold of those movies were tough because you weren't just going to rent those at Blockbuster. Um, some random video stores might have it if I put a request in, you know. Um, so I had to, you know, go to surf shops and buy them. And you know, when you're 15 years old, you know, dropping 20 bucks for a surf movie wasn't um, cheap. So a lot of times, you know, you'd buy one, your friend buy one, and you pass them back to each other, and then you try to record them. If you have two VHS players, you you know play, try to record. Um, but yeah, at times we just pass them back and forth between friends, and like you just, I remember just watching it over and over and over and over. I mean, I probably saw both Lost movies, what's really going on and what's really going wrong, probably a hundred times each, um, and then some of the Taylor Swift movies and. Uh, anyway, so I was just thinking about it. It was just like, you know, that was the only access I, I really had or my friends really had to seeing what else was going on in the surfing world. And, you know, there was no podcast. There was no just like there was no surf line to go on and, uh, you know, have news feeds out what's going on surfing. You know, I would call up the surf report um, in my local uh, surf shop over in uh, Florida and they were like, today's surf report is, uh, you know, it's two to three feet in moderate onshore winds. The water temperature is, you know, 81. And, uh, you know, I'd call up in the morning sometimes. They, they were good about being on it, too. I mean, I'd call up, you know, so it would take me like an hour and a half to get to the beach. And um, it would, uh, apologize about that. I had uh, the wife walk in to give me something. And anyways, um, yeah. So it was the middle of that story about uh, just growing up in the 90s and just not having a lot of, uh, you know, the access to surf. And I thought it was high tech to be able to call up, you know, a line and get a surf report early that morning. And, you know, 
before I drove over there, you know, I bet you know as many times they'd like it's only one foot. I'm gonna chance it because maybe I'll get there and the swell will pick up. And sometimes it did. And sometimes, but you know, you call up that that morning and they'd say the surf is pumping. It is six to eight feet glassy conditions. Get over here now. You just hear the excitement in the guy's voice, and you would just I, we'd be frothing, you know. And I'm like, all my friends, we we kind of knew possibly that was going to be good just from you know just watching the weather and um you know we me and my friends we you know friday night we already plan on going cool saturday morning let's go surf anyway so we already kind of plan and then you know we'd call and we call each other up as soon as i call the port dude we're coming over i'm picking you up now and then we you know all up in uh one of our cars and you know we had you know sandwiches and sodas and drive to the beach get there and surf all day long and then drive back so tired you know the person driving back was like keep me awake <laughs> you know it was just like you know and the rest of us all pass out in the back of the car um but yeah it was a lot of fun and uh you know there was there was that being this raw excitement to just having that way and uh but just now just had to spend like cool i there's a swell in bali right now um cool i'm going because i have free time um and now we just know cycles too you know we've probably known cycles too of when when there is swell that's 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 definitely something not new you just kind of know weather patterns spacing patterns but now we're so tuned in to like being like cool it looks like there's gonna be a swell in two weeks um if you get if, if you have the freedom to do it you can do it um and even now it's like i can see there's gonna be a good swell here in California, a week and a half out, I can try to plan my cool my days around it. Like, cool, it looks like next Friday there's gonna be really good surf. I'm gonna try to make sure I have that morning off and I will get out there. Um, but anyways, back to this the uh, the 90s and this, uh, you know, be able to see what was going on with these guys it was really really exciting. Uh, watching these movies and then finally one night got to go to Hawaii and then seeing these guys in real life, it was, it was kind of, it was, it was I don't really judge, yeah, it was like, oh my god, there's, there's Sonny Garcia, there's Kelly Slater, and um, I'm sure it still is uh, to a lot of people to see those, I, th- I think I'd still be in shock to see um, some of these guys in, in the flesh just walking around the street, um, but you, back then, the only access I had to see them, I said, was in the magazines or these surf movies, Whereas now it's just, you know, Instagrams. You're constantly seeing these faces over and over and over. So I think it's it takes a little bit out of the, um, it numbs it a little bit. So it's kind of like, oh, I've seen you a million times. Okay. Um, so it, it, it's an exciting time to be alive and have access to do these sort of things. And and like for me, like being able to record a podcast and have people listen to me talk about my experience with surfing and growing up hopefully uh others can kind of relate to what i'm talking about and you know kind of share those you know remember those feelings of what it was like growing up in the uh you know 90s um and then it's like you know i i can only imagine what it was like before you know like you know guys back in the 60s and 70s i mean there was this raw rawness i mean you you really had it there was very little like surf movies and i think there you know, you just kind of, you know, it was really like this rebellious thing back then. And, you know, I hear guy, I know a lot of guys, 
you know, from that area. And, you know, I hear some crazy stories of places. And then also getting to surf places with no one out. I mean, I live in North Shore. I met a lot of guys who had been there for many years. And they were telling me stories of surfing, you know, pipe and sunset back in the 60s and it was just like wow man you know it's like yeah you know one guy he bitched about the crowds like you know you know what? i had it for 10 years to myself so i really can't complain and it's like at least you got those years and it's like yeah true you know i mean you gotta live in the memory bank but uh it's it's uh it's crazy and i think i'm kind of going back to where uh, last episode i was talking about crowds a lot too and um, you know, I, I think it's a double-edged sword. It's cool to have all this uh, access and uh, information out to many, many people. But because of that, you have more and more people in the water as well, more people surfing. Um, so, you know, there's pros and cons with it. And, uh, you know, it, it's going to continue to grow and grow and grow. Um, it, it's, like I said, it's, it's exciting. I think it, it what it does, though, it does push people to start looking for more and more waves of surf and i think it's like you know when you see a wave like skeleton bay come up in this day and age well where the heck this come from how come people didn't know about this before and it's just like because there's so much information out there and people are exploring so much so i still love to see a new wave pop up i think it's like that wave i just said that slab in brazil i've never seen before so it's exciting every time i see a new uh a new wave appear I think uh, there's probably there's a ton of pe- waves out there people know about. I think people are still trying to, because of social media, keep it on the hush-hush um, as much as possible. Knowing that like, as soon as you expose uh, a wave to the public, uh, it's going to be all over. And people are going to try their best to get there in, in the herds. And you know, you're not going to be able to have that wave uncrowded anymore. Uh, I think there was that wave in somewhere else in Africa. Mick Fanning was surfing. There was that right that looked. It was like the complete opposite of Skeleton Bay's. It was a right that is, you know, it's hollow, hollow right. So, but I think they were always like not known location, but you know, it's people try to figure it out. You know, it's um, people are always try to figure it out. And I think nowadays with more and more with Google Maps and just kind of wave knowledge and swell knowledge, you can kind of start figuring out where things might break. Um, I mean, of course, we don't know the what the bottom. Of those places are like but we can definitely look at like the geography and uh swell angles and try to figure out well this might be a good point break here this might be a good beach break um and you know go explore those areas and, I, and also it just takes really showing up somewhere and speaking to the locals and getting the local knowledge and uh just kind of checking things out i mean i've done it before i remember finding certain beach breaks in florida that no one was out at and uh we surfed a couple of these spots for years with no one else out and uh, every now and then you see somebody out there um and it would be noticeably better than everywhere else and, you know it'd be a little heavier a little a little, um, a little more hollow and hey no crowds you know you can go surf all the um i mean yeah it's nothing like you know skeleton bay but you know it's, it's just it's just a small example of Putting a little effort to go find somewhere. And I think even when you go on a surf trip, let's say to Costa Rica, yeah, there's all the big famous waves. But I think if you maybe push up a little further around the corner, um, you could probably find uh, a wave with less people out and find something new. Um, and that's what I'm always looking for. Even when I was on the North Shore for six years, we, we did find, you know, a, there are a few waves out there that are less crowded um, that 
are very you might have to walk a little further and on north shore that's it seems like nobody wants to do that because there's so many ways with such quick access that are so good i think everybody's just like oh cool i'm gonna surf here all right cool rocky's really crowded i'm just gonna go to the left a little bit and surf you know poop okay or gums or you know cool sunset's packed i'll go surf camis and yeah it's no secret wave it's right there but there are some spots where you might have to i'll just stop there there are some spots and uh there's some fun waves you can get to and they are there but you have to make a little bit of a trek you know maybe walk on some reef or surf over a little bit more shallow reef but you're surfing alone or maybe two or three other guys and lots and lots of fun um so i i i miss that i haven't done it in a while look for new waves um you know now living you know i, I think when I, you know, when I lived in um san francisco i definitely would surf a few waves that were between San Francisco and Santa Cruz, um, you know, less crowded. Definitely found some waves. I mean, I think a lot of guys who know that area, you know, they're, they're known spots. Um, but it was it was a cool area to explore. A little scary, a little spooky. Definitely a lot of uh, cold water. You had the feeling that some uh, sharks were nearby. You know, but you know, it's that's one of the things you, you just don't think about. You just gotta like, hey, there's no sharks here. Hopefully, um, so I. I definitely surfed surf those waves and not as much as i like to but i did find some spots and they are there and i would love to find something down here but i just feel like everything here is just like yeah i haven't found it yet <laughs> um yeah it's just, it's crowded down here but it does spread out and you just gotta paddle away from the packs and um Let's see. Let's go to back to the WSL, and I wanted to see um, going into Chopu if they have listed the seating round yet. Sometimes, yeah, they have. Awesome, cool. Let's see what's happening. So, um, Gabriel Medina, round one, dude, he's got to have this, and he's heat one. So usually glassy conditions, good surf. Depends on the swell. Could be a building swell. He's not out there when it's as big. But he, you know, this is a left. He's goofy foot. It's hollow. He loves hollow waves. He's a Peterson Cristiano, another Brazilian, and Soli Bailey, Aussie. Neither one of those guys have done too well. They're probably going to be scared shitless surfing against Medina anyways. Jordy Smith, I guess he's Bucking, and Jets and Andre. Heat 2, Heat 3, Kanobi Garashi, Kyrie Belli, Andrea D'Souza. Kanobi's been on fire. Adriano hasn't done much. And then Heat 4, Italo and Seabass. Seabass is kind of having a little comeback. So we'll see. And he loves hollow waves. So that could be a good one. Heat 5, Flip Toledo, Juan Deru. Uh, both of those heats, they don't have the, uh, the third pick yet. Probably still uh, wild cards. Uh, heat six, Colindino, Yagodora, and a heat seven, the one I was talking about. Kelly Slater, David Silva, and Frederico Marias. That's a pretty good matchup. And, uh, you know, I think Slater's definitely got the advantage here, just the experience. But, you know, I'm not going to rule these guys out. Uh, Frederico Marias, he's, he's definitely pretty good. Um, barrel rider as well. Um, David Silva, he's a powerhouse, so I that's you know, that could be a good heat. Uh, heat eight, Ryan Callahan, 
William Codoso and Ricardo Christie. I both well, Ryan Callan's been pretty solid, so I think he'd be my pick. And then Heat Nine, Julian Wilson, Michael Rodriguez, it's like Ezekiel Lau. I mean, this is another good one. I mean, Julian Wilson hasn't done much this year, but you know, the thing is, you know, it's that's a that's one of those heats where it, it's it's really that's that's a tough one to pick. Heat ten, Michelle Perez. I mean, he's he's a crowd favorite out there. Jamie Flores and Griffin Colapinto. That's a good heat. Heat eleven, Owen Wright, definitely dominant out there. Wade Carmichael and Jesse Mendez and Connor Coffin. Heat twelve with Seth Moniz and Jack Freestone. Wow, that's cool. I'm awesome. It's awesome. It's up. Um, hopefully, I can pick my uh, fantasy team here soon. It's probably gonna wait. Usually, a little bit closer to the um, um, what do you call it? The actual event before um, you can pick fantasy, but you know, um, yeah, I'm excited. I can't wait. Definitely got a. After seeing this, it helps me kind of decide on who I want to pick. And you know, I guess I was definitely gonna pick Gabriel Medina. Um, and then when that's his uh, heat, the guys he's up against feel pretty strong about that. Um, you know, I'm not sure if Kelly is gonna be in that tier B or uh, first one. Um, and I'm like debating it. Should I pick Jorge and Dino? He's been on. He's like he's consistently getting second and third. And I just, I just for some reason I just don't ever pick the guy. I don't know why. Even though he keeps like consistently showing up and doing well. Um, and it's like my luck is I'll pick him and he'll he'll fucking lose. So we'll see. Um, and it's I, I picked the Adrian Souza last couple of events, but he hasn't done much. I think he's just he's just off rhythm. And then it's like, yeah, who else is in that top tier do I pick? Um, it's, it's, that's always a tough pick. You know, usually there's two guys I'm super sure about. But, like, this event, it's like, like, Philippe Toledo, I don't know if I have the confidence in him to do well in these conditions. Um, I, just, I feel like this isn't the place where he does well. Um, and then Ken, Kenoe Garashi, I don't know how he does in these big, heavy, barreling waves either. It's a low. God, I mean, that might be my guy. Maybe I'll go Italo. Maybe I'm going to do Medina Italo. I don't know. Let me know what you think. I want to hear some feedback. Um, so, and yeah. and I, Yeah, last event, I thought Wade Carmichael would do a little better. I thought that would be a way if he do well. Um, Owen Wright, you know, that's the thing. I wish they had the Fiji contest again still. I mean, I remember he got the perfect heat in Fiji a uh, few years back. And that's, a, that's like, just a great wave. I love watching Fiji. I've mentioned this before. It, it's definitely missed. And I I, maybe there's a way if we all write WSL, maybe we could all like request to have, you know, event brought back and an event taken off. And I mean, is, are there enough people out there who want to see something again or see that, um, you know, like I said before, like the rip curl search, we're just constantly changing. And it's like, I think that's such a good idea because it really puts these guys on like edge because it, it puts them in a place where they're not comfortable. Um, it's a new spot for most guys on tour. You know, it's like you keep coming to that same event. There's guys that are just super comfortable at a certain place. They know it's so well. They've been serving for years, you know. So, I've and it just, yeah. I, the fun thing about surfing is the spontaneity and the excitement. And having the Freshwater Pro takes that away. And it should be replaced with a wave somewhere else. And I'm tired of talking about it but i'm going to keep talking about it until i see some change now, you know what i'm going to start writing them um sooner after this if anybody else wants to write them and if you feel the same way do it and um i feel like if we get enough people 
speaking up, they might change. It's how you make change happen. Uh, that's my rant for today. Anyways, thanks for listening. Um, what are we at? So we still have a few weeks before Cho. Yeah, August twenty first. You know, or you know, we said we have three more weeks for the contest. Um, I'm gonna try to put up another podcast and then before that uh, contest happens. Uh, so I was just texting right now, my buddy, um, trying to organize a, a chat with him. So, um, anyways, uh, everybody enjoy the summer, get some waves, get barreled, and have.